morning. It's your girl, Super Cindy. Welcome to Community Matters. Happy Sunday, everyone. Live in the studio right now, I'm speaking to the political director for the new Florida majority, and his name is Mr. Senator. Did he say Mr. Senator? I don't know. Senator Dwight Bullard. Good morning. Good morning, Cindy. How are you doing? Do I say Mr. Senator or just uh, Senator? No, just Senator. Just senator. <laughs> senator replaces the Mr. Figures <laughs> I would say something like that. Mr. Senator. <laughs> All right, so welcome, Dwight. So... First, tell us, um, the listeners, a little bit about yourself. Are you born and raised here? Like, what is your story? Oh, well, my backstory is this. I was born in Philadelphia, but raised here in Miami in a community called Richmond Heights. Okay, down uh, south. Absolutely. Shout out to Richmond Heights. Um, <laughs> and uh, lived there, played there, uh, grew up there. It was an amazing experience to two great parents. Uh, the former late Senator uh, Larsenia Bullard and my father, who was a state representative. So that was kind of my foray into oh, okay. uh Politics was through my parents. We uh, we specialize in two two fields: education and politics. And so, oh, okay. so I went into both. So I was a teacher in the Dade County Public Schools for uh-huh. about seventeen years, okay. and uh, got into politics in two thousand eight. Uh, but they had been involved in politics. My mom since nineteen ninety two. She served until two thousand twelve, and my dad served from two thousand to two thousand eight. As a kid, at what point do you remember your parents being? In politics, like was that what they always did, or like? I mean, where? it felt that way. But uh, <laughs> but she first ran for office uh, just as I was entering high school. Okay. Uh, shout out to Miami Killian, um, okay. and that experience was different because as a teenager, you want to experience life as a teenager. Yeah. But uh, she was very uh, deliberate in letting both myself and my sister know that we were living in a bit of a fishbowl, mm-hmm. that people would be watching us and and looking out at the things and actions that we took so act right uh exactly get, <laughs> or get, else hashtag get right that's it um and so uh we did i mean but it, it wasn't one of those it wasn't like sasha and malia obama okay. right it's like we still had the freedom to kind of be ourselves and mm-hmm. grow independently and uh ended up going to florida a&m university mm-hmm. uh again majoring in history education came back home and you know, taught my own community. So I taught at the school closest to where I grew up, uh, which is Carl Reef Senior High School. And it was a uh, amazing experience, amazing life. And definitely uh, in terms of the happiness and joy of growing up in my community, uh, a privileged life and that a lot of folks unfortunately don't get a chance yeah. to appreciate. So uh, you went from Mr. Bullard, Mr. Bullard to I'm running for. How did that happen? How did that happen? Yeah. Um couple things happened. It was kind of like a convergence uh, of things. I had learned a lot from my parents mm-hmm. over time, and everything about that made me not want to run for office. Okay. Right? It was just, I was trying to run away from it for a long time. But in 2008, uh, a, you know, this senator with a weird name was running out of, out of Chicago mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> really got excited about the uh, candidacy of Barack Obama. Um, and realize, and I remember distinctly him uh, giving a speech, one of his earlier speeches about needing, uh, you know, a coalition or a team of folks mm-hmm. uh, to be in place to help move his policies. And it just, you know, light bulb went off that uh, that that was going to be a great opportunity to um, participate, you know, to to give back to my community in some way. That is so awesome. So so President Obama, like, I'm sure you're not the only one inspired a lot of. African Americans to run for office. I Absolutely. remember that whole Absolutely. movement, that whole wave. Yeah, I remember. Uh, you know, I got a chance to uh, be a part of a number of organizations, uh, but one in particular called the Young Elected Officials mm-hmm. gave me a chance to meet other 
politicos who mm-hmm. were around my age and to see all of us kind of be inspired by that same movement and wanting to be involved and wanting to engage in, in politics in a real substantive way uh, was was definitely something to see. And getting a chance to, you know, meet Barack Obama himself over time was uh, was That's awesome. That's awesome, for yeah. real. So being senator, what was your experience like? Uh, it was the best of times and the worst of times, really. But I what mean. does being senator mean? Like, are you going so, to fl- state of floor, uh, whatever? So we, so we can backtrack it, right? Okay. Uh, so there are three levels of government. Uh, there's, you know, municipal, local level. You have mm-hmm. state level and you have the federal level. Mm-hmm. A state senator uh, like myself is elected uh, from a district within the state, mm-hmm. uh, of course, to represent his constituency, his or her constituency. And um, it's generally around 500 to 530,000 people that you're representing. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time, I represented uh, communities like Liberty City and Overtown and Richmond Heights and Perrine, Homestead, Key West, Naples. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and getting to see that diversity of people uh, that were there and the diversity of things that they wanted. You know, you know, everyone wants the kind of basic stuff like uh, good, you know, good education quality health care, affordable housing. But then there are also very unique and specific things that, that those folks in those districts want to uh, want to see and want to see happen. And hopefully during my tenure, I was able to do a halfway decent job of, of at least trying to bring resources to my community and really try to be a representative of the ideals and, and kind of core principles of the folks that made up my community. How long was your term? or like? So I was in the House for four years and the Senate for four years, so I had a chance to collectively serve eight years in, in both chambers. And then after the eight years, you were good? Like, I'm, I'm out? I, w- I <laughs> wish what? I could say it was that simple. You oh, know, okay. when, I, when I retell the story years from now, we'll, we'll say that. But, yeah. <laughs> but, unfortunately, today. <laughs> but today it was uh, the, the, the Trump wave uh, mm. kind of caught, caught the best of everybody, including including me. My district had been uh, reconfigured. and uh, What does that mean? Uh, so every 10 years we go through the process of what we call redistricting here in the state of Florida. Oh, like where the lines yeah, go? Yeah, lines oh, get drawn. Uh, what had happened was that the original lines that made up my district were thrown out by the courts and had to be redrawn uh, at the midway point. So in 2016, brand newly configured district. You know, my house where I lived was in one part of it versus where it used to look like before. And um, I just ran in the place where I lived, and unfortunately... That is oh, yeah, heartbreaking. Yeah, it's a little, little tough. You're like, I'm picking up the house and I'm moving on the That's other. A, When yeah. you saw that line that had been moved, oh my God, yeah, you that's know, horrific. I mean, but you hear about stories about, about that all the time. A funny thing with Barack Obama was when he ran for Congress, they redrew the lines the following year. Mm-hmm. And they actually cut out his neighborhood intentionally. Like so, whenever you looked at the district, had like this little appendage where they had literally cut out his home <laughs> to make sure that he didn't run against the guy who he'd run against before. So that is insane. Happens all the And time. what is the purpose besides political of that? Like, why do they move the line? Well, theoretically, it's supposed to be uh, sort of a redrawing of the maps based on population. So, oh, as, so for pe- the as people moves, yeah. yeah, as people move, you get. Smaller districts with a lot of people, larger districts with less people, but everyone's supposed to re- represent pretty much an equal number. And so that was the justification for it. Truth of the matter is the the previous districts were a little more problematic legally, mm-hmm. and that's why they got thrown out. So uh, so I just, you know, I had to respect the, the wishes of the voters at that point and, and, you know, pack my bags and 
come on back home and start a new life, which uh, led me to the New Florida Majority. So what exactly is the New Florida Majority? So the New Florida Majority is an independent political organization that uh, really centers itself around what we call issue-based organizing. Mm -hmm. So imagine, you know, you're in any community and you're having trouble getting something done. You know, you feel your schools are under-resourced or you're trying to figure out why there's no hospital. Oftentimes people are unfortunately politically ignorant to how to get those things those, done. those things done, and mm-hmm. so what our organization tries to do is get with uh, community folks and not speak at them, but really try to get at what their core issues are and give them the tools and empower them to now go go forth and um, figure things out on their own. You know, it's it's kind of like the teach a man the fish versus give the man a fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, analogy the reality is that we're trying to teach uh these communities how to be more self-empowered more civically engaged and understand that they really possess the power more so than the people that they elect and how is the new florida majority doing that like how do you well we we do it through a number of different ways Uh, Mm -hmm. we have a community-based organizing model um Mm -hmm. that we have organizers who grew up in particular communities places like liberia and hollywood or or uh, Fort Lauderdale along the Cistron Corridor or Perrine or Richmond Heights or Liberty City. And they get in and basically organize their neighbors, their friends' neighbors, mm-hmm. to, to give them uh, a sense of empowerment, generally based around uh, kind of whatever the issue of the day is. So whether that is uh, gun, uh, gun violence and gun violence reform, uh, criminal justice reform, uh, environmental justice issues. And and really what a lot of folks don't appreciate is we see what's going on in Flint and we talk about it. We talk about it, unfortunately, but here the people of Flint haven't had, you know, clean water in four years. Right. Mm. And so we want to make sure that we don't have a Flint type situation happening. Mm. You know, we want to make sure we address that before it becomes a problem. So being proactive about addressing the issues is kind of how we like to approach it. And who makes up the new Florida majority? Is it doctors, oh, law man. students, just concerned citizens? Like, who, so, who so are the, you guys? The staff of the new Florida majority are all South Florida based. Uh, well, let me take that back because we do have offices in Jacksonville as well. But the South Florida basis of it are all people who are just concerned about their community. Mm. And so uh, that's the core kind of mission is like getting this collaborative of folks who want to learn how to organize, want to learn how to engage their communities uh, in a responsible way. And then we go out and we, our membership is of the community as well, right? So we want to make sure that these folks know that we're deeply invested in their well-being. And as a result, they they then find themselves flocking to the organization. So what is the, you started a PAC, what's the new Florida vision? So... Uh, as part of our political engagement, we realize there's a lot of, uh, you know, dark money in politics or dirty mm-hmm. money in politics. Mm-hmm. And we hear about this all the time. And so, um, you know, we figure we figured as an organization that it's hard to fight fire without fire at the same time. And so we wanted to create a uh, and PAC stands for Political Action Committee that uh, reflected our values uh, within the community, right? And so uh, that's what we want to do is we want to allow those folks with 50 cents and those folks with $50 and Mm -hmm. above to know that if they're going to invest in a political operation and make an investment in politics or want to get behind particular candidates, that with that cooperative spirit, um, we're going to get behind the candidates that are really uh, most concerned about their community, the ones that are 
not just uh, talking the talk, uh, but walking that that experience as well. We have like um, our obviously the, we're electing a new governor, mm-hmm. and that's huge because it's Rick major. Scott has been there for what like eight, eight years, years, eight years. So now that's it. He can't run anymore. He can't run anymore. He's running for the U.S. Senate. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's a whole nother problem uh, <laughs> altogether. But. But, you know, for people of color especially, we've unfortunately uh, been the brunt of a lot of negative policy mm-hmm. um, uh, that, that Rick Scott's put forward. You know, poor people, marginalized communities have all been detrimentally impacted by the stuff that he signed into law. Mm-hmm. And so uh, as New Florida Majority, we've understood that uh, in, our, in our orientation and understanding in our politics. We are constantly combating that. So we are, we're really tasked with trying to find and support people who are going to be helpful rather than be a hindrance. And in this case, we've endorsed a few candidates this year through the PAC uh, that we think are very responsible uh, conveners of the community, but also advocates for the community. And so we're looking forward to seeing those uh, folks walk into victory. Who are the um, Florida majority endorsing as far as governor goes? So as far as the governor goes, we're all in for Mayor Andrew Gillum, who's the current mayor of Tallahassee. Um, You know, we just know uh, and have seen him uh, take uh, amazing steps in in wanting to uh, throw down on behalf of the people. I mean, he stepped out there and you, you can imagine North Florida, Tallahassee, you wouldn't think that immigration would be their top issue. But when uh, President, the president of the United States said that he was going to uh, stop allowing sanctuary cities or, or you mm. know, or condemn cities that protected uh, those of us that are that are undocumented, uh, he stepped up and said, not in my city. You know, I'm not going to allow what the federal government says to impact or what the state government says to impact my city uh, and then has debated that issue and most recently has stepped out there uh as in opposition to stand your ground. And we've known stand your ground to be a problem going back to Trayvon Martin and even before, okay. uh, you know, uh, whether it's Shardavia Jenkins uh, uh, here in Miami or, again, Trayvon Martin being killed. We we understand the problem of stand your ground, but he's found a very unique way to address it, right, which is through executive action, which is something that this current governor would dare not do. But the yeah. idea that a governor can suspend a law that is being misapplied, and we saw it. In the McLaughlin case in Clearwater, we've seen it time and time again where people don't know what it means to stand your ground. And it's really an atrocious law when you think about it. The idea that if you feel the space right place, you have a right to use <laughs> deadly force. So you look at somebody like Marissa Alexander, mm-hmm. who chooses not to shoot her then, uh, you know, abusive Husband. ex-husband mm-hmm. and ends up, you know, getting sentenced to 20 years. But then fast forward, someone who actually kills an individual and they're the only one left to tell the story says, well, I felt threatened. And that's the reason this and person's dead off. and they get off. So even in the McLaughlin case in Clearwater, uh, luckily, there have been charges brought against the person. But it's only manslaughter. Yeah, I think about that. Yeah. Right. Like he gets into an altercation with this person in a parking lot, takes his life. And the best you can get his is manslaughter, which means he's going to serve five, maybe six years, if that uh, for the for the taking of someone's life. And that that we have a law in the state that allows that. So, you know, part of the reason why we're excited to support Mayor Gillum is that not only has he stepped out and said he would do that as governor, but has even taken further steps. He he did a sit-in 
very recently with some local pastors up in Tallahassee in the governor's office saying that you need to take action on this. Mm. You know, this is this is unfortunate that we're at this point uh, where we have to have these debates on things that are really right or wrong issues. It's not Democrat or Republican. It's not it shouldn't be a partisan. You know, the the sanctity of life being taken by 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 a bullet or a gun or a shotgun really shouldn't be up for debate. But we have a, a system in place now that gives more credence to the to the gun and the gun owner than it does to the person whose life's being taken. Let me ask you something. So so the Florida majority, the new Florida majority, um is pushing who they want in the Democratic side. So, mm-hmm. well, well, who they want for governor. Okay. And so the the they're going to pick who's going to run against on the Republican side and the Democratic side, right? This is what we're voting for? Or no, we're voting for governor. So August 28th, which mm-hmm. is coming up, is the, the next election coming up, um, which is coming up very quickly, is what we call in our state a primary, right? And so yeah. the parties then determine who the best candidate uh, of their choice is to run for governor, attorney general, and all these other offices. Uh, the reason the New Florida majority stepped out in the primary is because we wanted to make it clear who the people should be supporting, who's out there advocating. And especially, unfortunately, we live in a, a society where color still matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here you have an African-American male who has proven himself time and time again, but we still have people questioning can a black person win in 2018? It's 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 unfortunate. And in Florida, yeah, you know, in Florida, in the South, and mm-hmm. so we're 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 putting all that nonsense aside and saying that uh, Mayor Gillum has presented it, himself is representative of the ideas and principles of these black com- or white, it doesn't yeah, matter of these communities, and should uh, should be considered for the uh, for the governorship. On the other side, of course, you have uh, Republicans that are running. In this case, uh, Adam Putnam and uh, Ron DeSantis, who's a, a congressman uh, from Florida. And and when you start thinking about one is referred to himself as an NRA sellout. Mm. Let's start there. Right. Mm. You know, and the, and it, I'm not with them. Yeah. You know, an NRA sellout. So basically anything that the gun lobby wants, he'll he'll be OK with doing. Mm. And he's telling you that in, in advance. Mm. The other person put out a, a commercial uh, because he's carrying the support of uh, Trump. Uh, put out a commercial where he's teaching his baby how to build a wall and reading wow. and reading the art of the deal. Where are these or, commercials there? Yeah, is, yeah right. Now, if you if you go online and check it out, you'll be completely dismayed at at uh, at, at some of the the levels of uh, callousness and and lack of empathy on the other side. So for us, the choice was very clear. We could only really deal with people on the Democratic side. Ideally, we'd like a space where everyone is actually, yeah. Everyone's <laughs> That's the word up. now, nonpartisan. But when you're car- when one guy's carrying the endorsement of Trump, the other guy's carrying the endorsement of Pence, and both of them are, are more concerned with the guns than they are with people, then there's the nothing problem. to talk about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's let's see what we can deal with on the other side, and in this case, it's Mayor Gillum. So, unfortunately, let's just say this, and I won't speak, I don't want to speak into existence, but if... Unfortunately, Gillum loses, right? The mm-hmm. primary. Will the new Florida majority push for whoever the Democratic candidate is? Or are you guys staying silent? Are you still pushing to go vote? Like, how well, does no, it... I mean, at the end of the day, we want someone who's going to be committed to our communities. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people get into this battle over the lesser of two evils. That's not our goal mm-hmm. as an organization. Our goal is to find 
candidates find individuals who actually put people ahead of their politics. And so if the nominee uh, that comes out of the Democratic side does not reflect that, then we're just going to be left with figuring out how to organize and rally folks around holding whoever gets elected accountable. accountable. Um, yeah. And so we've taken trips up to Tallahassee. We're, we're committed to lobbying. We're committed to lobbying at every level of government. We've had our battles w- with, with, with lawmakers, uh, you know, at county uh, government, uh, as well as those up in Tallahassee and at the, uh, at the federal level. But we also are lo- really looking for allies. And, and really, when we say allies, it's those who are truly committed to these communities. And, and what that means is show up, mm-hmm. show up and, and don't be as enamored with the person who's cutting you the thousand dollar check as the lady on the corner who's, who still is struggling to pay for a diabetes medicine. Exactly. You know, the, how you, how you view one person more important than the other based on the size of their wallet is something that we are detrimentally, uh, are definitely opposed to. Okay, so right now, um, our communities have an issue with going out to vote. Mm-hmm. After mm-hmm. Barack Obama won, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're like, we're gone, and it's hard. And they feel like, oh, it's, it's white people running or whatever. We have no voice. They're not going to care. And this doesn't affect me anyway, and they've just given up hope. So what words of encouragement do you have for the people? Because is it too late to register to vote at this point? It is not too late to register to vote. It's too late to register to vote for the upcoming primary on August 28th. But But, uh, registration up through October, uh, up to 29 days before an election, is the cutoff uh, date for for any uh, registration. So if folks aren't registered already, please do get registered. Mm-hmm. You can actually register online now in the state of Florida. Uh, so all they have to do is literally go on the computer and fill it out. A lot of folks are very weary uh, of, of election and electoral politics. Mm-hmm. But my argument uh, for those that are doing that is that you're conceding. You know, that's defeat. You know, mm-hmm. and and so I don't operate from a surrender mentality. Exactly. You know, we got to keep fighting. We got to keep pushing. And for me, it's 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 bigger than that. And I know people say all the time, well, you know, everyone talks about the ancestors and folks who died this, <laughs> that, and the third. It's like, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to continue to talk about that. You know, because the idea that literally 40 or 50 years ago, you know, we're talking one generation. We're talking your parents, your grandparents' generation. Away. The idea of voting could get you killed. Okay. Don't you think about that, right? Like the mm-hmm. idea, like the mere mention in mixed company that you were thinking about voting could be a death sentence in places like Florida, like mm-hmm. Mississippi, like Alabama, um, let alone trying to go do it, you know, would, uh, would literally get you killed. That is what led to the Selma march across, mm-hmm. uh, you know, across the Pettus Bridge. So for folks to sit there and have... Two weeks of early voting, the ability to vote by mail, the ability to vote, the ability to vote on that day and them not do anything uh, is even troubling. But for Florida specifically, we have a serious problem and it's going to be addressed in November, hopefully, knock on wood. And that's the one point four million Floridians that don't have the right to vote because they've Mm. committed a felony. I want you Mm. to think, I mean, one point four million people. Like make a difference. Let, let's contemplate that, Hello. right? Trump won Florida by a hundred thousand votes, which means and and almost ten percent of the total population of our state can't vote or are mm. barred from voting permanently because of our constitution. Something that's been around for 150 years. So for people of good will, 
people that call themselves righteous, people who go to church every Sunday and say that they, you know, praying for forgiveness and believe in second chances. Here's your chance to put your money where your mouth is, right? In November, and that's why it's so important for those people who say they're not registered to register. To register. In November, you will get a chance to change Florida's constitution to allow 1.4 million people the access, the ability to vote. to vote. So Floridians have a, a serious responsibility that they have to own up to for this election that's bigger than just the Dr. Kings and Rosa Parks of the world. It's for folks here. How do they register to vote? You can register to vote online by coming to the New Florida Majority webpage, and yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come out there. It's newfloridamajority.org, mm-hmm. New Florida Majority, all spelled out, .org. But, again, the state of Florida is registering as well. You can Google that, register to vote Florida exactly. uh, through Google and do that online. But if you have events, if you have uh, things that you uh, are places that you would like to have Folks, we're in the process of registering up to 30,000 people this year. We've we've reached a goal of about 12,000 thus far. Mm-hmm. We're looking to register another 18,000 before October. That's awesome. I want to thank you so much for stopping by in the building. I have Senator Dwight Bullard, who is the political director for the New Florida Majority. Again, give that website out one more time. NewFloridaMajority.org and also NewFloridaVision.org is where our, our pack is. And if you want to donate there, we'd love to have you. All right. Thank you so much for stopping by. Community Matters, your girl, Super Cindy.